Hello and welcome to the Post of Post podcast. We're filming this on a Saturday again. It's July 10th. This is season five, episode 10. I'm Jason. That's Neil. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? I always say that. I'm going to release this on Sunday, though. Okay. We uh, did not do a podcast last week. No, we didn't. It was epic. It was epic. Here I am sitting in my room upstairs watching TV. In fact, I was actually watching Neil's latest video. Oh. And my wife comes in and says, this is like 3.10, I think, in the afternoon. How come you're not doing the podcast? I was like, <laughs> this is Sunday. I go up, turn my computer on, and there, sure enough, there's messages from Neil. <laughs> and of course, my phone didn't let me know. And I was like, hmm. And then, of course, it was too late to do it by then. Yeah, it was a little too late in the day for to do it. So, so we just didn't. We're doing it now. <laughs> so Awesome. So it was definitely my fault on that one. But um, I have a present for you. I have two presents for you, actually. I'm a little worried about this. One's a little cringy, and one's like, yeah, that's okay. All right. Which one are you give me first? Uh, the oh, nah, that's okay. One. Okay. This is for the set, actually. What well, doesn't have to be for the set? Oh, it sounds heavy. How is it not heavy? That was a huge bang. What, what's that sound like? It sounds like beads, like you get at Mardi Gras. Oh, yeah, I got your beads. <laughs> Mardi Gras beads. I found this mug. Oh snap! I thought it could probably go back there. Oh, this is a hundred percent going for the set. Look at this. I'm, I'm worried it was it might be a little bit too tall, but. I think it'll fit next. I think it'll fit in there somewhere. Where it's gonna fit there. And then this next one, I think I already told you about. That's it. why it was loud because it was <laughs> a big giant piece of glass. And this isn't really for anything. I just don't want it anymore. And I thought that maybe you could use it somehow. Oh, possibly. I think I know what this is because you've mentioned <laughs> that before. Yes, heck yeah. It's just a ridiculously long, sixteen point four feet. Is this of, the one that was like going around the top of the, the yeah. old apartment? Yeah. It's a giant cable. Of LED strips, that you call them? Yeah, and I had to put double-sided tape in there, too, because you're going to need that, depending We're, on where I'm you put, put it. I'm going to put that somewhere. Probably in your, in your gaming room. Potentially. 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 So, yeah, no podcast last weekend. Uh, this is could potentially be the last podcast, but likely not. We'll, there's so much that's happening. Yeah. Um, not really right, right now, but from this point until the end of July, there's a lot that's happening. We're going to yeah, talk like, about a lot of it. I have in my notes about kind of a crunch that's going to be happening for the last couple of weeks of July. So Yeah, so we'd like to recap that probably at the end of July or near the end of July. And there's potential that the goat yes. may also be here. So keep an eye out for that. And we probably will throw in a half and a yak either midpoint this month or August at some point or something like that. So this channel won't be completely dormant in the summertime like it was last year. Mm-hmm. We, we'll upload at least one video a month. Or one podcast a month or something. I want to. I want to talk about the podcast. All right, let's talk about the podcast. I want to talk about having the podcast with a newborn in your house. <laughs> okay, it's challenging. It is a bit challenging. You're- it's because, like, you know, you do the podcast last year, for example, no baby, mm-hmm. and it's just when I'm home, I do whatever I want. Every- like if I if I want to watch three hockey games at once, I can do that. Yeah. If I got a newborn at home who's crying because he's teething slash his gums hurt, I ain't watching nothing. Mm, it's not really a controllable situation. No, it's it harder to focus. It's harder to, it's not harder to find time. Like, obviously I don't have as much free time as I did. Yeah. Everyone knows that, but you know, it's, it should still be fine to find the time to do whatever you got to do, but it's challenging, I guess is what, how I would word it. Mm. Like, I'd say I like, understand, but I don't. It's like, <laughs> it's like, I need to get. You know, four or five pages of podcast notes in. I'm going to do it tonight. 
But then tonight happens and crap hits the fan and nope, it's not getting done tonight because baby. Sometimes crap literally hits the fan. Sometimes the pee gets all over you too. <laughs> He's been pretty good. Last couple of days, my wife's been showered a few times. Oh no. But he went like two months without doing it once. Wow. That's very unfortunate. And then she had like three and three days. And when you do the podcast, you're basically saying, hey, I'm not, I'm no help for two hours. Okay. So that's another thing I want to talk about. I think I even had it in here. So when we did the podcast before. I live in a house with an unfinished basement. This is unfinished. We have one little set of... Yeah. Um, There's a corner here with fake walls. Fake wall brick behind us. Like, we were literally in a corner of a room, and the rest of the room is just insulation and plastic seal around it. Yeah. And then just stuff everywhere. So it kind of looks like it's semi-decent on camera. If you come in here, this is kind of funny. You just ask Joey who's been here. Yeah. The goat's been here. <laughs> it's a little deceiving. So I have, like, a main level above us, and then I have a top level. And usually when we do the podcast in the past, I ship the wife up to the bedroom and say, you guys stay up there for an hour and just be quiet. Don't run the water. Don't do anything. We'll let you know when we're yeah, done. Because all the pipes run right down through. The pipes, here. the water pipes literally run right behind us, which is a huge <laughs> issue for this corner. Yeah. And I, I'm sure you guys have heard in the past some water running. And the water running is probably the thing I hate the most because I think most viewers probably don't care. Like it's whatever. They hear it and then they forget about it. Yeah. I totally lose my train of thought when that water starts. Trickling. If I'm <laughs> yes. in the middle of a talk and I hear that, I'm like, uh, I completely cause I, agree. Cause yeah. I go into production mode. I'm like, this sounds like crap. What are we doing? What was I talking about? I'm going to forget. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get hate it. it. <laughs> so now with the baby, I still try to ship them upstairs. Like right now I set up our spare bedroom. I've converted into like a pseudo gaming room. I have two coaches up there, a TV yep. computer. Yeah. So she can go up there and watch TV now. Cause we have another TV up there. But if the baby from now to the time we finish doing this podcast, takes a crap <laughs> and she has to change his diaper she's not gonna let him sit in his crap so she gotta wash her hands so if she washes her hands we're gonna hear it right here yeah which is something we've never had to deal with before because usually she was pretty good about it so just so you know if you, if you do hear running water that means that somebody pooped somebody pooped or somebody peed yeah and that's i mean you're not going to change a diaper and not wash your hands because that's nasty yeah that's the, that's life but that's just some of the things that have changed with doing the podcast here with the baby exactly so it's like we can move it to like a different corner of the room or like that flat wall but no I like this corner. This corner works the best. Yeah, like that corner over there has an electricity. Or yeah, electric we'd, we'd have to have a flat wall. That okay, corner over there has two windows, and that's basically all uh, our options. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we can do a flat wall system, but yeah. And it's funny because like one of the things we tried two episodes ago, our camera is literally, how many feet away is that now? Oh, uh, like probably at least. 25 feet? Between, it's at least 20 feet. Like at least? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for it's sure. Fun. If you had a six foot person lay down, they're going down at least three times. <laughs> yeah. So like we tried to create some depth of field and it's probably like eight feet to that back corner right there. It looks like this wall is right behind us. This wall is super far away. Yeah. People like like I don't know how to That's the sense, probably 10 feet away. It's the sense of scale in our video does not come through on camera. No, at all. And doesn't. we've been trying to show it, but we can't because it just it just looks like this is right behind us. And it's not like, yeah, I can't. There's nothing I can do other than to like bring a camera down and show you. But which is funny because I think the opposite thing was said when I lived in my previous place when Joey came over. He's like, the room's so small. Oh, yeah. They couldn't believe it. When we had that PI trip, they were like, wow, I envisioned this giant room. And it's literally just a corner with black curtains around. Yeah, yeah. That and room here too. we're in a giant room. Like, it's in the entire of my basement. <laughs> that corner to that corner is basically my basement. Our, our, my garage is behind this wall. But... It just looks like a small little set because, I don't know, just yeah. funny. You and just can't you, tell. For you audio listeners, uh, this is also on YouTube in video format. So if you're new, we do produce this in uh, video format on YouTube. That's why we're talking about visuals. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to go check that out, you can. So yeah, I just wanted to. Yeah, it's. it's we, we were talking about what's going to happen with, like, before this started, we said, is this going to be our last episode? Well, we'll try to do another one. Maybe a yak. And like you said, the goat's coming. So 
having the goat in studio. I think a lot of people would like that. Yep. So we'll try to do that. Um, we're going to try and make some improvements to the set as well. More things on the shelf. Obviously, they're still extremely bare. Yep. I want to get some lights because for a while we had like a blue and red light that shone on our old shelves before they fell. Yeah. <laughs> I want to bring that back. So I'll order some of those off Amazon during the off season. Um, yeah, lots of little upgrades that we just haven't had time for yeah. right now. So if the off season will. And like, like we've said a couple episodes before, like there's six active cases in Renza right now. Yeah. There's only six. So in the whole province we live in, six people have COVID. That's it. That's pretty good. So things are opening up. Did you? We got better things to do than <laughs> just sit in our houses all day. Now. That's This is very true. So like the next couple months, I'm going to be going to lake, do exactly. whatever, hanging with friends again, hopefully. This is the last thing I'm going to be thinking about, honestly. Yeah, I completely I, the, agree. The break, <laughs> I'm ready for it. I agree. And did you know that as of noon yesterday in PEI, you don't have to wear a mask anymore? I did see that. That's it was amazing. I think it was British Columbia, PEI, and someone else. I wish New Brunswick would do it. Yeah, we got to give 75%, which yeah. is going to be a while. It's going to be at least another Do you know what's epic about my work? Even when that change comes through, probably still going to have to wear it because it's federal. Yeah. So that sucks. That's not good. Um... Okay, before we jump into anything else, I want to talk about our Discord server slash website, which nobody goes to because there's nothing on it. Yes, that was scary. I had a freak out email, and I have to tell people about it because yes, I think it's do. unacceptable. It is unacceptable. It, really, it is. It's completely like, unacceptable. I'm cheap. I'm paying six bucks a month American for it. So that's pretty cheap to actually rent a server. Like I own the server. Well, I don't own it, but I rent it. <laughs> I have full access to it. I can log into it. I have. I can do anything I want onto it. Yep. Like, I had to share a video with Neil. I literally uploaded the video to the server, and he could just download it through the website. Easy. That's how it goes. If I wanted to host, like, anything on it, I could. Free reign. Six bucks a month, pretty good. Pretty good. However, <laughs> I got an email. People were saying the Discord bot was down. I said, oh, because usually when, like, prediction system was pretty much wrapped up. There's still a couple games left, so it was important they had it going, but it manages our, like, moderation duties. So everything we do, like, in terms of, like, managing the Discord servers, run through Discord bot. Yeah. I get an email saying our engineering team is continuing to investigate a node failure that is affecting your instance. It's like, okay, this happens from now on. We're on the Chicago instance, and apparently the Chicago one's horrible because I get these kind of emails all the time. Oh, no. However, this is the part that got to me. It says, we have attempted extensive recovery efforts to restore your cloud server to normal operations and have determined that additional time and resources will be required with no certainty of a positive outcome. <laughs> That's not a great word. Like, not a great word. You have this server. It's crap the bed and we might not be able to recover it. That's a problem. That's like number 1, why aren't you doing your own backups of everything? Like why How is, is it on, why is it on me to pay you extra money to do a backup? So you could not you can you can pay extra to get yes, that. Yes, and I did it for 1 month and it was $3 extra a month and I said I'm not paying 3 bucks extra a month to do a backup. Screw this crap. <laughs> And like like this podcast channel makes just enough money right now to pay for that. It does not make enough for it if it's $3 more. So I said, screw that. I'm not doing that. And the bot used to do a backup back in the day when it was on Amazon. I showed a picture on our mod chat. I have literally like 400 backups oh, yes, of yeah. the bot backing itself up. And I stopped doing that when we went to the Amazon because Amazon has the 99.9 .9 mm. and it's, it's guaranteed because they back it up. These guys here, apparently they don't do anything. I figured they'd have at least something. So is there other other options that are? No, I'm doing the backups now. The oh, yeah. backups are back in. <laughs> Screw that crap. Now, if we ever do lose it, I'll have a backup, but it will still be annoying to set everything back up because you have to install everything. You have to make sure all the dependencies are there. It's going to be a hassle, but I'm hoping that this is a one-off. I guess it's a small price to pay for the incredible amount of work that 
went into everything. I told people, I said, and I even told my wife this, like I have over a thousand hours in the Discord bot. Like not even kidding. If I would have lost it, I would have quit Discord. No, Discord's done. <laughs> like, sorry, boys. This was a good run. Someone else can look after this. I'm done. It's too much work. See ya. It's it's it, it starts as a passion passion project, and yep. then it becomes a bit of a job, and then it becomes it's a, like yeah, it gets totally. to, it gets to the point where it's it's almost more than a job. It's like a job you don't enjoy, and then if something goes wrong, there is no way exactly. That that's coming back. And it's like. Again, when you have a baby at home, <laughs> you, you can't even like we, we we how long ago was this? A couple months ago in mod chat, we were talking about overhauling the prediction system for next year and adding new modes. Right. Yes. And so we came up with a concept that we liked. I actually programmed the concept and it works. I haven't touched it since because I haven't had time. <laughs> it is what it is. And now there's no games on, so I can't even live test it to see if it actually oh, that's works. True. So if we do do it next season, I'm going to have to use like I'm going to have to use like fake data data. And go with it. And if there's bugs, then the first couple games might not count. Whatever. I will say that one thing, good thing about our Discord members are they're pretty understanding they're, of they're any pretty kind good of issues and stuff. And they're like pretty that. good to get a hold of me when there's a problem. Yeah. I hate when that happens. <laughs> it's just like, oh no, is this gonna be it? Yeah. How 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 quick is this gonna be? Able but anyways, to be fixed? enough of that. That's that's a problem for me. It's mm. not a problem for you. But I just want to tell you that that email scared the crap out of me. That was very close to wrecking. I was ready to be done yeah. with our Discord server. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, with all of this time I have put into this stupid program. And it's not a stupid program. I'm very proud of it. Like, I've never made something in my life that I'm more proud of than this stupid It is amazing. Legit. It does everything we need to do. It integrates to a website. The potential for adding onto it is there. It's super modular. I'm very happy with it. But if that thing goes away and it's not recoverable... I am done with everything. It even has mustard facts. It has mustard facts. Exclamation mark. Mustard facts. Heck yeah. And craft dinner. Yeah, craft dinner too. <laughs> that was funny. I forgot about that. I did too until right now, actually. Um, oh, I just, sorry. I'm just reading the notes here. So you got your second dose. Did you have any side effects at all? Yes. I had sore arm when I first got it. So I got it at probably five o'clock in the afternoon or evening. And then... When I was ready to go to bed, I was a little sore. And the first time I had a sore arm too. And when I sleep, I sleep on this shoulder because this shoulder is bad. Yep. So I said, I'm getting in the left arm this time because last time I couldn't sleep because it hurt too bad. Ah. So I thought she was going to jab me in the arm and she jabbed me in the shoulder. So I got into my bad shoulder, which was not optimal, but it was still good because I got to sleep. That's but it was true. it was extra sore because of my bad shoulder. Okay. And then the next day, I felt like someone beat me up. That's what I felt like. Like, I was on vacation when I got it. I was very glad I was on vacation. I was like, I wouldn't want to go. I probably could have gone to work like that, but I wouldn't have wanted to. Seriously. My wife was laid out in bed. She had the sweats. She was just, that was it. She was done. She was done. Done, done. Did she sleep a lot? I don't know if she slept, but she was in bed, like, yeah. all day. But you were fine other than that? Like, yeah. the next day? You were... I felt like someone beat me up, but I did not have the flu. I did not mm, have anything like that. I, I was in her position. <laughs> yes, I, you were. I... I was fine. Okay, so I got mine at 9 a.m. And by 7 p.m., about 10 hours later, the effects started to to set in. I was kind of like, what happened to you? Around 7 p.m., I started to get really sore. And then by like 11.30, like I, my lower back was absolutely killing me, my shoulders and everything. I was sore all over. And then I slept like crap. You know when you're like really, really sick and you take like uh, medication and you just know you're going to have crazy dreams yeah. or you're falling asleep or you're trying to fall asleep, but you're almost already dreaming before you're you're just in this weird mode? And that, that's what that night was like. Like I, I had just crazy dreams and I was sweating and everything. And then I woke up and I was toast. I was completely wrecked. 
my temperature was all over the place. Like I'd be sweating and then five minutes later I'd be freezing. And then I had my actual temperature was like 100, 103 or something like that. Or sorry, 100.3. And um, I was I was exhausted. Like I just laid there mm-hmm. all day. And that's a good thing to happen on your first and second day of work. Right? Yeah, it was my so I got my vaccine on my first day of work, my new job. <laughs> and then the second day was that day of of pain. So I I did technically work until two. And my my new boss is very understanding. So she was like. I was I was you two weeks ago or a week and like, a half ago. Whatever. And that's what I said to you. I said, out of any excuses you can have, no one's going to give you crap for getting the shot. I, like, I know, how are yeah. you going to crap on an employee when he's doing what the province is asking him to do? Exactly. Especially when he worked for the government. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she was very understanding and she actually told me to not work at noon. But I'm like, I feel OK. And I was laying in bed with the laptop and I felt OK to continue what I was doing. But I was... <laughs> I was very close to like falling asleep yeah. because I was, I was so exhausted and I didn't mind like the sore back and everything like that's whatever. Right. And you just, if you ever done any kind of extensive exercising, you just sore the next day. That's kind of what it felt like, but a little bit worse. I can deal with that. The headache, I had a headache all day, whatever. It's just a headache, but it was the, it was the constant temperature fluctuation. Mm-hmm. I'd be, I'd be in bed and I'd be freezing. So I'd have all the blankets on me and then literally three minutes later I'd be, drenched in sweat yeah and i'd have to take all the blankets off that's that was the annoying part for me so uh but then the next day i felt when i was probably like 98 percent, and now i think i'm basically 100 percent. that's how so, my wife was too same thing yeah it's first day you're eh, second day you're owned third day you're feeling pretty good and fourth day you're nothing ever happened yeah so it is i guess it, is. it shows that it's working that's that's what's you're, supposed you're, to i mean happen. your body's reacting yeah. to it and it's creating the antibodies and stuff so every everyone will react differently but if you reacted just being, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, Hey, it is what it is. Yep. All right. So you want to get into it now? Let's get into it. So hockey is done for another year, Neil. It is. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of relieved. I just, I, playoffs get to the point where it almost feels like an obligation to continue watching. Cause I'm just, I'm so, there hasn't really been other than the St. Louis year against your Bruins. It hasn't really been a storyline or uh, something that I really felt like it was entertaining. Like even though Montreal, my favorite team, made this, the finals, they were playing Tampa Bay. See, that, that's the biggest problem is that, sure, no one picked Montreal in any of the series. Yeah. But they for sure were not beating Tampa Bay. No, like I even said on this not. podcast, they're going to get swept and at best it's five. And yeah. it was five. And that's exactly what happened. And yeah. I was generous and I said, Montreal, or I said Tampa in six. Yeah. And I guess, you know, some of the games were a little bit close, but... I mean, the last game was close. There was never a point where Tampa was completely out of the series like Montreal was. Like people was, are always saying like the Tamp, the or the Tamp, the Tamp, <laughs> the depth, the Tampa of Tampa. The depth of Tampa is just too strong. It's way too strong. It's about $18 million over the cap too strong. <laughs> yeah. Do you think the NHL is going to do something? Nope. No? In 2015, when Chicago went over the cap, there was only two teams that complained about it. St. Louis and Tampa hmm. and they didn't do it. So here we are. And even Montreal went over the cap this year too. They had some money on LTIR. Or yeah, it was performance bonuses. Oh, performance bonuses. <laughs> like you guys aren't going to do this. Sure. Yeah, I guess that's true. So right? they had to, they finished the year. We'll get into this in the notes. They finished the year with some people in LTIR. Mm-hmm. And then because they were over those bonuses will affect the cap for next year. So Montreal actually has less money to work with next year. Wow. Than great. <laughs> so something to look forward to. What about Tampa? Did they get penalized for Having eighteen million dollars more? I don't think so because they didn't have bonuses paid out. Epic. 
That's like awesome. Your money was you were you were over the cap with LTIR, and then additional money was paid out because of bonuses. So Montreal situation is worse than Tampa's. Figure that one out. Um, yeah, that seems totally fair. NHL, <laughs> good job. <laughs> but they're gonna have to they have they have to fix that. Like mm-hmm. that they have to fix that. There's a virtual GM meeting on Monday, I think it is, and I guarantee you it's not being brought up. Can I ask you a question? Why does the salary salary cap exist? Because the owners want 50% of the money. <laughs> That's why. So it has absolutely nothing to do you with parity? You can say parity all you want. It's the 50-50 split. Because what's the point of having a salary cap if it doesn't matter in the playoffs? Because the system is supposed to be fair. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, when your players are actually hurt, they're supposed to be actually hurt. When they're mm. ready to come back, they're supposed to come back. It's supposed to. Did you see all the controversy about Vasilevsky's equipment? I did, and I didn't put that in here. People were saying he had oversized chest on. Yeah. I think that's bull crap. I, the NHL, especially in the finals, would l- almost totally. certainly be monitoring that heavily. Yeah. So I think that's just rubbish. I think like, people were just trying to find things to complain about. And what I, what I noticed was there was a couple of Montreal fans who were like that, but it seemed like there was a lot of fans from other teams who were critical of that. People don't like repeat winners. No, they don't. And, and they don't like people. Tampa because they're over the cap too. Yes, that was the constant argument, an, an annoying argument. Like they play by the rules. Totally. Te- technically, they play by the rules. They were one of the two teams that challenged the rules. I can't be mad at them for no, that. No, they're one of the two people that said, yeah, we're going to change this. And you know why they're not? Because you could vote against that and then be a GM that's in that position and need to be able to do that exactly. in the future. So they're, they're covering their butts. <clears throat> but here's what I'm saying. I don't care if there's a cap. Well, I do. There's, I think there should be a cap in the playoffs. But I understand if, you know, if four of your roster players get injured and you've got two healthy scratch guys who can come in, you're still down two players. Where do you get those other two players from? Can you call them up in the playoffs? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't think you should. I think you should just, you know, if you've got... Less people on your bench? Yep. If you've got... That's the part of winning the cup. That's the grind. If yeah, but what got, if what if the other team just targets your players and tries to injure them then? You have that same opportunity. <laughs> that's bold. I think they should have three goaltenders. And if you run out of goaltenders, then a player has to play in that. <laughs> that's, that's epic. Yeah. Think about the amount of views that would get. I think you are in the minority on this one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about the entertainment factor. Sure. I'd watch it. Would you not? Yes. Okay. Montreal. Who would Montreal put in net if they had no people? Oh, it's probably someone big like Weber. He would just punch people. He might be too slow, though. Yeah, he would be real slow. I'm trying to think who Boston would put in. I put Gregor Campbell in if he was still around. That guy knows how to block a shot. <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, that's a good question. Who though. was the guy that saved the goal in the playoffs? That Montreal? W- no, it was for a different team. Um, the oh, puck- it was uh, Polker Pellick from Yeah, Islanders. yeah, that's right. He definitely <laughs> he would, would Yeah, he with. definitely would. That'd be an interesting video to go through all the <laughs> rosters and pick who would <laughs> yeah. play net if they had Who to. would be your emergency backup player? I think Patrick Maroon would play net for the... Do you think it would be mostly defensemen, or do you think that some forwards would do it? No, I think some forwards would do it, for yeah. sure. It'd have to be the right forward. Like, Patrick Maroon's a big boy. I think if he had goal equipment on, even though he's a little slow... I think he might be okay, and he's pretty physical, so. He'd be a good post-game interview, too. He'd make, yeah. make a lot of light of it. <laughs> yeah, he would. Hmm. It's an interesting conversation to have for the future. <laughs> okay, so what do you think about the series overall? Uh, I thought it was extremely boring. I didn't watch. Uh, so, game two, Montreal was, uh, I think they came back, they tied at 1-1. It was the either close to the end of the second or the first. I think it was maybe the second, and that was when... They let the late goal in? They let the late goal in with yeah. six seconds left or yeah. was, uh, 0.3 seconds left or whatever it was. And I'm like, 
Okay, this is the definition of a team who knows how to win the Stanley Cup in the in the Tampa Bay Lightning, does not give up. Mm-hmm. But this is also the definition of a team who isn't going to win a Stanley Cup in the Montreal Canadiens. Because that, as someone who's seen every single Montreal Canadiens seasonal game this year, that is the definition of the Montreal Canadiens. Play really good for like t- uh, 19 minutes and then give up in the last minute mm-hmm. and let a goal in. Like I can't. I can't even count on two hands how many times that that's happened to the Montreal Canadiens in the past two years. And that's the point where I'm like, I've got better things to do with my time. Yeah. As soon as I go in, I knew the game was over. Yeah. Like, I, that, same. Like, that's it's done. And from that point on, I barely watched the rest of the series. The, uh, I think it was game, I no, it was game five. I watched that, the beginning of that in Montreal because, no, sorry, game four. Game four. four. Uh, because I wanted to see the, the game in Montreal, mm-hmm. whatever. And um, they won that game, which is great. And then went back to Tampa for game five. Never watched it. And then in game three, they were down 2 nothing in, what, three minutes and 30 seconds? Had to call timeout. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like what? <laughs> like, you're down 2 nothing. Three and a half minutes into the game, you're down 2 nothing in the in the score, and you're calling a timeout. And you're at home. That, I, actually, okay, yes. Um, Tampa scored the first goal. I shut it off. Really? And then someone texted me, like, oh, my God, it happened again. I'm like, what? <laughs> They're like Tampa scored again. I'm like, oh, now I'm not even watching. You can't handle the pressure. I, I just I, I want to use my time more valuable. Yeah, my team's in the Stanley Cup finals and it's great, but it's not I when I know they're gonna lose, it's not enjoyable. And that's the tough part because it's not entertaining. I don't at that think point. Like anybody just, I'm sure there's some idiot out there somewhere that bet a thousand bucks on the Habs winning just absolutely. To, to get that huge money. I think I read somewhere that if you bet a thousand dollars on Tampa to win, you made ten dollars or something like that. That's how low the odds were. Wow. Yeah, like it was just the line was so far over that it was just ridiculous. I just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm in the minority, but I just, I'm at the point in my life where if I've got free time and I'm going to use that free time to do something, I'm not going to put myself through hell. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually going to use that time to enjoy myself. And watching my my Montreal Canadiens be absolutely destroyed <laughs> is not something that, that I enjoy. So I did something that I enjoyed with my time. <laughs> yeah. That's really what it comes down to. It's funny so. because if Montreal would have won this series, it probably would have been one of the best finals because it would be like, this team that shouldn't have been there made it. But because they got spanked and everyone thought they were going to get spanked, it was just like, uh, it was almost like an embarrassing final. Even if Montreal had a loss, but it had gone like seven games, it would have been a way better series. Yeah. People want competitiveness. Yeah. They want storylines they can cheer for either way. They want, you know... Well, we said we don't want to sweep and we don't want to short. It's just embarrassing for Montreal and it's embarrassing for the league when you have a final between the eighth best team and the 24th best team or something like that. Yeah. And they were only the eighth best team because Kucherov was on LTIR and then bam, look what happens when he comes back. Exactly. When you go to watch a movie in the theater, every every movie's the same way. It starts out great. Yep. And then there's a problem and it goes down and then they have to, you know, be triumphant and come back. And the movie generally ends pretty good. Yeah, that's why that's what how that's how movies are made. That's the basic storyline of ninety eight percent of movies. <laughs> and in the hockey in this then that series it ended here. There yeah. was no there was, there was no, no arc redemption arc. Yeah. yeah, so that's why it wasn't entertaining. People don't want to watch that other than Tampa Bay Lightning fans. There's there's two there's two types of fans who enjoyed this series, probably Maple Leafs fans <laughs> because Montreal lost, and Tampa fans. Yeah. Like everyone else is like, this sucks. So there are, there were some people online that said that they, Montreal is now on their radar, like down in the States. Like I'm going to follow Montreal. I'm looking good. forward to when our team plays Montreal next year. Good. Cause they had a good playoff. They just didn't have a good final. Yeah. And I, I saw some people say, well, you know, if they had had the fans in the arena, they would have won game 
three and game four. They won game four anyway, but they were down I'm to like, nothing in game three. Like, I don't think the fans would, guys, like, fans. it was three and a half minutes. I don't think the fans would have affected that. The fans aren't going to fix any deficiencies in Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I am happy that Tampa won at home, though. Oh, I forgot to mention that. If you're going to win, win at home. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy that they won at home. I'll say, though, their fans weren't that excited. It was quiet. It is super quiet and almost awkwardly quiet. Like, I was listening to the 31 Thoughts podcast, and that was the first time he's been in a full arena with fans. And he was like, it was crazy. And I'm like, actually, it wasn't that crazy. No. Like, it was crazy for a minute. And then when they were like, especially when they were skating around with the cup, it was dead, I it thought. It was very strange. You bring that to Montreal, that building's rocking the entire time. Dude, someone's getting shanked in the stands. Oh, 100%. Like, and there's fights everywhere. Well, there wouldn't be fights, but you know what I'm saying? There's chaos is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. No, I'm glad you said that because I actually thought it was quite quiet too. Yeah, it was I was. It was very awkwardly quiet. It was quiet. like, yay, we won again. Now let's just watch them. It's yeah. Like, huh? <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, you got to... And... Like John Cooper said, like this group's not going to be the same group that's here yeah, that's next right. year. So they were doing it for themselves. Fine. I get it. So I'm happy for them, I guess. If Tampa's back there again a third time next year. If Tampa makes the finals, I don't care who they're playing. I'm not watching. <laughs> I can't do it. I just can't. I think they're going to be a significantly different looking team next year. Yeah, I think so too. All right. So boring or uninteresting? You basically are Uninteresting, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Okay, did you see Kucherov's post-game interview? I did. I thought it was amazing, but incredibly embarrassing at the same time. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. It was cringe, and I loved every minute of it. Like, it is so refreshing to see an actual player not give cookie-cutter answers and have oh, a personality. Okay, so I might put a couple clips of him in the podcast. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do it yet. So if you see the... And he comes up, then I did. And if you don't, then I didn't. But So this is, let me give you how this post-game started, if you didn't see it. So he's sitting at the podium table thing. He's got no shirt on. He's got his hat on backwards and he's just smiling like this. He's got a Bud Light in his hand. And then they're like, all right, here is whatever Kucherov. And he's like. Claps for himself. He claps for himself and then gives like the peace sign like that. From the lightning, we have Nikita Kucherov. The first question goes to Joe Smith of The Athletic. They're like, Joe Smith of The Athletic. And then he starts laughing and he goes. Joe, let's hear it. And he starts banging the table before he even lets the guy talk. So the guy laughs and is just like, whatever. Media, please raise your hand if you have a question. We'll start with Joe Smith, the athletic. Joe, let's hear it. <laughs> but then he ripped Flurry for winning the Vesna. He did. He ripped Montreal's fans for cheering as if they won. That's how fans are supposed to cheer, by the way, speaking of winning Ex a cup. Exactly. Like that's if you think that that was too much, you wait till they actually win the cup. Yeah. He, anyway, he ripped the fans for cheering as if they won the cup i thought it was awesome it like i loved it like as a canadians fan i didn't like some of the comments obviously but i love the personality like hockey he didn't care about anything no he didn't care i think he was slightly intoxicated uh potentially. yeah and that slight <laughs> intoxication earned him a sponsorship he's now sponsored by bud light yeah i'm even considering that he's maybe like what does that mean is he gonna do commercials for them now or like uh, i don't think so. i don't know Maybe. He's getting money out of it somehow. I can't imagine it's just... They could make a commercial of that and have him reenact that whole scenario and just make it into a commercial. That'd be super funny. Uh, I think he... There's comments that he was on something else. Obviously, you can't prove that, but apparently cocaine was thrown around Ooh. as a substance. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know about that. Uh, there's been rumors about actually of him doing that for years and years and years. I don't know where those came from. Would it surprise you? 
I feel like the NH does the don't NHL they have not to, test yeah, for that? Yeah, they do. So I think it's just foolish talk. Yeah. I don't know. Again, just like Vasilevsky was wearing a, a giant chest. Because there was an LA player, was it Slavovoinov or someone who got caught for using cocaine? No, 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 no. It was uh He's the one that was beating his woman, I think. Oh, he won the cup in LA and then he get, did cocaine in the off season. Oh yes, uh, not Justin Williams, but no. Uh, what's his name? I can't think of who it was. I know. I remember. I remember hearing about it. <sighs> forget. I forget who it was. But yeah, you know what I mean. Bing. So they test for it. I assume. So this was the most watched Stanley Cup final in sports history, which kind of makes sense because they've only been doing it for what five, six years now. And Sportsnet's a Canadian company, and, and there's a Canadian team in the final, teams. so it makes sense. First time in ten years or whatever it's been, so that makes sense. So. Um, average viewership 3.6 million across all games. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And game five had 4.1 and 15.6 million for the reach. So basically, half of all Canadians at least at some point watched part of the series. Yeah, that, that's a huge number. There's like 30 some million people in Canada, isn't there? 36.5 or okay, something. Okay, so a little less than half, but it's yeah. still pretty good. But I get, I guess I would be in there a couple of times. You would be in there a couple of times. So I guess we can't really say half of Canada, but true. You know what I mean? Like, but I don't know. I think I think the reach is unique. Visitors, I don't think, or viewers, I don't think it's oh, per game. Oh, the reach is how many people experienced it. Unique devices. Unique devices. So if you streamed it and then watched it on TV, you'd be in there twice, oh, which I am definitely a part of. I am also a part of that. Yes. Yeah. I so. streamed it on my phone, my iPad, and on my TV. I so, so did I. Three. So did I. <laughs> and then I watched it on TV. So and sometimes I had it going on upstairs in my room. And then I come down to make a baby bottle and have it on the kitchen down there. Oh. And then I go back up and I leave this TV on. So I was double dipping. So Rogers Sportsnet, mm-hmm. you're welcome. You're padding the stats. Yeah. Earning you those dollars for your advertising. <laughs> so a little bit of Montreal talk. How about that? Let's do it. So Mark Vergeran said that, okay, I already said this. Team went over the cap due to performance bonuses. Mm. So the upper limit for next season will be reduced. Do we know how much? No. And people on Reddit were saying, Cap Friendly, what's the deal here? Cap Friendly responded to them. Oh, snap. He said, Montreal finished the season remaining cap compliant through LTIR use, which means any bonuses earned will indeed result in an overage next season. And they plan to show those values for each team in the coming weeks because I guess it's really hard to calculate. Yeah, I guess it probably would be. There's... There's a lot it's to probably look at. hard to calculate because for one to, team level. Yeah, it's not just the bonus itself. It's how much of the bonus affects the cap next time. So mm. it's not like you can just look at the numbers and add them up. So they have to crunch the numbers. It's going to take a couple weeks. Jeez. So hopefully it's not a lot. You don't want a flat cap and then go down. Like our cap next year is $79 million. That's, Yeah, that's, I have $2 million less to work with. And they would have to know that number pretty soon. If they, I don't imagine they paid $2 million in bonuses, though. I, I, imagine it's, I imagine it's less than a million. Oh, probably. I imagine yeah. the bonuses are like, Hundred thousand dollars, couple hundred thousand dollars, something like that. I don't even know who got them. Like I think um, Cole Caulfield got one. Yes, he probably would have because he's on a. Yeah, it's based on games played and yeah. stuff like that. So it's it's stuff like that. Uh, they would have to know pretty soon these numbers because free agency is on the twenty eighth or something like that. Uh, so like the teams, yeah, the teams probably probably already know internally. They probably already crunched the numbers themselves. 28th, yeah. It's in um, decisions. So Mark Bergevin also said during his um, end of season media availability that he has one year left on his contract and that he intends to honor it, which is oh, okay. I was like, what? Like you're under contract. Of course you're going to honor it. Yeah. But I guess there was rumors of him maybe quitting because it's taking a toll. Oh, he said um, the, the past 16 months were, quote, tough on me. Mentally, it was very difficult. Oh, so. He's, gonna, he's probably going to do one more year, and that'll be it, regardless of whether Molson wants to keep him around or not. Okay, I like that. So I'm down for that. He's had his time to <laughs> You've been do down it. for that yeah. for a few years. 
the Montreal Canadiens didn't necessarily get to the finals because of his incredible moves. He did make some really good ones this offseason. Yep. Anderson, Toffoli. His moves Yada. helped in the playoffs. They're just lucky that Vancouver couldn't come back and catch them. And they're and they're lucky that Carey Price played amazing in the first three rounds. Yeah. And there's a lot of luck that went into Montreal's final run. Yep. I don't think Mark Bergevin gets 100% of the credit. No. That's what I'm trying to say. He gets some. He gets some. Absolutely, he gets but some. But, like, Corey Perry and all that, like, he, he made some good trades. He's been there eight years or nine years or whatever it's been. Yeah. He had a five-year plan going into year nine. Yeah. But, you, but in year nine, he got him there. Yeah. Doesn't matter how, I guess. I guess. Even though I wouldn't expect that same plan to work <laughs> next year. I hope they make some changes. But yeah. uh, Speaking of Corey Perry, he said he intends to play next year. And he would, quote, love to come back to Montreal or come come to back to experience Montreal mm. for what it's really like being in Montreal. If Corey Perry is not a part of Montreal Canadiens next year because Montreal does not want to sign him. Yep. There will not be a point in my life where I've been more mad at the Montreal Canadiens. You will probably make a video about it. I will 100% make a video. I will make eight That is a threat it. to the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. He will make a video if you do not resign Corey Perry. Corey Perry is the GOAT. And all the players love him. Yeah, Corey Perry is amazing. Yep. Like, he needs to be on... Montreal Canadiens. He has to retire there. Yoel Armia. Yoel Armia. Um, he says he has not spoken to his agent about contract talks as a pending UFA. He wants to go home to Finland, rest a bit, and think about his future. Quote, I don't want to close any doors. Okay. Might be done, might not. Don't know. That's a shame. He's one of my favorite players on the team, but he's definitely not the best player on the team and not even close to it and extremely undisciplined sometimes. So Word. if he wants to walk, I'm probably okay with that. No offense to Yoel Armia. Um... Head coach Dom or interim head coach Dominic Ducharme is apparently in discussions right now to remove the interim tag. Yay. So so excited for I that. I mean he speaks French. He's probably not going anywhere. No, he's not going anywhere. I'd like to see one official normal year from him before I give my final <laughs> decision. Yeah. On whether he should be the coach or not. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, technically they didn't do great this regular season. He was thrown in halfway through. And the Montreal, their division is going to be so hard next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's like going to be real bad. Like I'm not looking forward to that division next year. Yeah, that's you're going back into the division too. You're right. Um, And then hours after, you see this, hours after losing the cup, Brendan Gallagher went on TikTok and said he had been robbed. He released that information on TikTok? Yep. It was just a picture of him going like this. And that's all he did? That he and was, had text over it. That he was robbed? Saying, got home, robbed. Oh, his house was robbed? His house was robbed. Dang. Yeah, that's it was pretty weird because he didn't he didn't say anything. He just had text over top of it explaining it. And he's just like, I wonder if he's going to give an update. I don't know. He probably has some valuable stuff in his house. And I'm not talking about TVs and stuff. So, I'm talking about like souvenirs. And was it a fan mad that they lost? They robbed their house or is this happened to be a random rubbing? No, there's no you lose in the finals. Come on. That's a fan. <laughs> Man, you guys lost. I'm going to rub your house. Yeah, <laughs> that's unbelievable. How yeah. do you? How are you a million dollar hockey player and you don't have like security in your house? I'm sure he lived, probably lives in a gated community or something. Wouldn't he How not? do you rob a gated community? I don't know. Maybe he doesn't live in a gated community. I don't know. He's got to live in like a posh neighborhood. He's. You'd think. I assume he has a house. I assume he's not like clubbing downtown in a big sky rise condo. Mm. Like some, some of the young players do that. But I'm usually when you're around, like, he's been in Montreal a long time now. I imagine he's got a house. He would probably have, I think he has a dog. See, I would assume he would have some kind of sitter or... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Um, Tampa. Oh, yeah. So we already talked about they're going to be changing next year, obviously. If you're $18 million out of the cap, you have to change something. 
Yeah, there's a lot of tough decisions that are going to be made in Tampa next year. But I think regardless of what happens, they're still going to be a competitive team. Yep. Their farm system is, I have in my notes, that it's one of the, if not the best farm systems in the league. And they play exactly in their system in the farm as they do in the in the NHL. So when they call players up, they fit right in immediately. Yeah, like they've got that system down. So, I mean, yes. And they get, so let's say they get rid of two really good players. They're bringing up two of their best from the farm system. It's not going to be a one-to-one match, but if you get 75, 80% of that, exactly. you're going back to the finals yeah, again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's uh, a good time to be a Tampa fan. I will give you guys that. I'm not a Tampa fan, but I get, you know, I give them credit where credit is due. They are an incredible team systematically throughout their entire franchise down within to the AHL, uh, their development, their, their drafting, everything. Mm-hmm. They do a fantastic job and the cups that they've won in the past two years, regardless of COVID, they deserve them. So I don't know anything about football and I don't think you do either. Uh, I know very little about my, football. our friend Mitch yeah. asked me, is Tampa Bay going to win two series in both sports in a row? Because oh, Tampa won the cup. And the Buccaneers. Buccaneers won. Yeah. Tampa won again. Brady's going back. They're probably going to have a stacked oh. team again. Can you imagine if Tampa Bay wins four championships in two years? Didn't they do something in a different sport as well? I don't know. And they won two cups in like nine months. It's a, That's it's true. Because it was condensed, right? Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. That's weird. Like That's a, the that's a reason why you expect them not to win because... Number one, you're going long and you're having a less rest period than the rest of the teams. Yeah. And then you're going long again. Like nine months, you won two cups. That, that, that record will never be broken. No. Shortest time between cups. You'll never break that record. No. And uh, there was a player, I think, I can't remember what team it was on. It was the first player to score a goal in July in the NHL. <laughs> That's cool. I can't remember who it was. I think, cool. I think it might have been a Tampa player. There's probably a bunch yeah. of random stats that have happened now oh, because yeah. of these two years that will never happen again. Yeah. Okay, so we talked about, on the opening of the podcast, about all this mad dash end of July. And there's a lot of stuff, so I'm going to go over real quick. Okay. So the protected list for the expansion draft are due next Saturday on the 17th. So all the players you're protecting, that has to be in a week. Yeah. So You can speculate all you want. We'll know. In one week, you're going to know who's not covered. The Seattle Kraken will pick their players four days later on the 21st of July. Heck yeah, that's going to be fun. That's a good date to have. Mark that on your calendar, July 21st. NHL draft, 23rd and 24th. Free agency 28th. Yep. And then right now the player buyout windows are open. Those close on the 27th. So lots we're going to see decisions. some buyouts. I think I think if we see any buyouts, it's going to be after the Seattle draft. Like They're going to pick their players and then they're going to buy. They're going to wait. Yeah, yes. They don't want to make any. Anyone who buys out early, not smart. Exactly. Yeah. There's no reason to buy. If, if the deadline is after, just wait. That's kind of intense. So you have a, basically a six day window to. Decide, uh, okay, we're going to pay this guy and get him off our books. Yeah, that's and that's a huge decision. It's super That huge. changes someone's life. Oh, yeah. That's a life-changing decision, so. I would love to be bought out. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> Let's, okay, say you're say you're making $4 million playing for Montreal. Yeah. You don't like it there anymore, and you're not really that good anymore. And maybe you're not trying hard anymore. Let's say you have four more years on your contract. So you're okay. $16 million. They say, we're going to buy you out. We're done with you. So you're like, all right, I'll take it. So you leave, you're going to go home, and over the next X amount of years, you're going to be paid $16 million. Well, I can't play for another team? You can play for another team. You can double dip. But you did say that I sucked, so maybe I don't. But maybe, nope, because there's always people looking for reclamation projects. Okay. This guy wasn't in a a happy place. We can bring him here, adjust him to our system, while from $2 million contract. So now you're making $6 million a year instead of four. Hmm. All right. I'd love to be bought out. I'm down for that. Heck Yeah. (laughs) It's like people who work for NB Power in this province. Oh, they retire. Geez. 
they get a huge pension, they go back to work as a contractor and double dip. Yep, it's unbelievable. Oh, that reminds me though, if you think about coaches being fired and new coaches coming in, with St. Louis, they did it and they went on yep. and won the Stanley Cup. Yep. Uh, I think, who was the other team? I think Pittsburgh also did that in 2009, I believe it was, or maybe 2015 or 16. One of the one of those years, they fired their coach, might have been 20, 2016. They fired their coach halfway through the season and then went on to win the Stanley Cup. Montreal fired their coach this year halfway through. Didn't win the Stanley Cup, but still went to the finals. Yep. So what I'm saying is that any, any team that fires their coach halfway through the season, look out. So Ducharme, you're done. You're done. Yeah. Halfway through next year. <laughs> okay, so there's been a couple eight-year deal signings. Yes, there have, actually. And people were saying, oh, there's not going to be no eight years anymore. Like People aren't going to do that anymore. But with the flat cap, I think that's what teams are doing. They're saying, listen, we can't have your $8 million cap hit. Can't do it. But we'll give you a $6 million cap hit, but we'll add a couple years to it so that you're getting the same amount of money over a longer period of time. Yeah. So for the players, it kind of sucks because in theory before, they could have made that money and then signed another contract after. But at least this way, they're still getting their guaranteed $40 plus million. That's a lot of security, not just yes. to play on the team, but you got to think of their families as well. Yes. I want to raise a kid here. That's eight years of the kid's life. If the yep. kid's five. And they there for eight years, you know, that's, and then now they're 13. Now they're a teenager. They don't have to, like, they don't no have to relocation. There's no risk on themselves. Exactly. Right? Like, yeah. I don't have to worry about getting injured in three years or whatever. Like, this is guaranteed money no matter what. It's basically a stress-free, not completely stress-free, obviously, but you know what I mean. It's, it's a lot of security. And when you work in an industry where you could be at a new place oh, yeah. every year. Totally. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty, pretty interesting situation. So... Uh, Erickson X signed an eight-year deal, $42 million, and that works out to be $5.25 million per year on the cap hit. And he was previously paid $1.48 million per year, which is a significant oh, yeah. raise. Yeah, Minnesota wants him. Yeah, yeah, they do. And then the Nuge. The Nuge he, takes a downgrade. He's $41 million, which works out to be $5.125 million per year. Uh, previous con- contract was $6 million average, so... That's basically says, hey, I want to I want to play with McDavid, yeah. and McDavid took all the money, so I guess I got to take less. Yeah. <laughs> and I already said the last point, so it's just yeah, talking about how teams are going for. Josh Richards, you know who this is? Do you see this? No, we have to talk about this. I want to talk about this last week, but obviously, yeah, I had to this in here for, for last week, but didn't happen. But, so you know who he is, right? This is the dumbest thing I think I've ever seen in my life that it's the re- NHL have done. It's real stupid. So for you guys who don't know. Josh Richards, it's a TikTok star. He's 19, and he is just signed on by the NHL as their youth ambassador. So a little bit of background. He's from Toronto. He grew up a Maple Leafs fan. He has like 40 million followers on social media. Why? <laughs> he is an F-boy. Do you know what that is? Yes. Okay, yeah. Why does he have 40 million? I, I don't know. I, I don't understand the younger generation. Are so 70% I don't know. of his viewers female? Probably. Because other than that, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't like understand. he's got one of the... I gotta not say this. <laughs> I can't bash this kid. But here's the thing. Like, who am I to bash this kid? He's 19, okay? So he's young. Obviously, he's a youth. Yeah. He has started his own production company <laughs> funded by the financial success of his, his TikToks and social media, which that's that's actually kind of impressive. Mm-hmm. So other than his TikToks, which he comes across as a total douchebag, in some of his interviews, like just as him as a person, he seems okay, like a normal-ish person. So is he playing a character on TikTok? I would say a little bit. He's trying to be this cool. If he is how he is on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I agree. 
But do you see Jeez. what he said about the Montreal Canadiens? Yes. He, so he's wearing a Tampa jersey. This was, I think, before the series even started. And he, at the end of it, he said, F the Habs. This was two days after he was signed on by the NHL. Yeah. He's supposed to be a youth ambassador for the NHL. And he's out there... Bashing a team that's going to the, the finals eventually. Yeah, and it, like... You think that is good PR? They think that's good marketing? How is him walking into arena lip singing, dancing, and then showing <laughs> off an empty crowd? It's so stupid. I can do that. Like, look at me lip lip sing dance all over the place. Like, well, I don't understand why he's cool. That's what I don't get. Like, why is he cool? He dances and he. Lips I can like, think of so many YouTubers and people that would be a way better pick. Than absolutely. This. Yeah. Like elevate them to a new position, give them a, a hit on the U- NHL YouTube channel. Like, I don't know. Like it's, I think it's important that they have youth ambassadors. And the stuff. only reason they're going to this guy is because they're going to a place that has an instant audience. Yeah. This is why companies buy other companies. They're going for the target audience that that company already has. Exactly. Like look at discord. Discord doesn't make any money, but they have how many million people use discord now? Yes. Microsoft wanted to pay billions of dollars to buy them. They're not worth anything, mm-hmm. but they want access to the viewership that they already have. Exactly. And that's what the NHL is doing here. Yep. They were trying to create a new customer base or carry over his customer base to try and I shouldn't make, get mad over this. It's so stupid. Like it's, <sighs> I, I think it was a, I it, understand the decision from a marketing standpoint. Though. It's a flop, but from a, from a brand yes. perspective, absolutely unacceptable. Like the NHL is all about storied traditions and yeah, and guys doing the right thing and wearing suits and ties and like it's 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 completely different than most of the other sports. Yes, and then you go to that. Yeah, it doesn't make any Some sense. Douchebag walk around with a shirt that's four ties, four sizes too big for him. Like if, if we had this. Gary Bedman in here. I'd ask him about it. I would do. Like, what is your opinions on this guy? Well, you think I, uh, <laughs> we're trying to uh, reach a new market here. And, you know, um, the marketing analysis says that based on these projections and these tracks, that this guy is going to be a very important part for our game going forward. And like that's what it would basically be. That was an excellent physical impression. I got a headache now. I don't know how he does that. Uh, yeah, I just I think it's a I'm disappointed know. in it. Sure, I agree with it on paper. I see, like, if you if you were in a marketing guy and you didn't know who this kid was and you were showing a piece of paper that says, we want to work with this guy who has a $40 million base, yeah. and you read the paper stuff about him without actually looking at him, sure, that's a great idea. Yes, I agree. But then you look at the guy and you're like, hmm, okay. And the very first thing he does is that. He's just not good for the brand. Like, that's great that he's successful and he does what he does. And he's The first thing he does is it. he bashes the team. He, and he, he first swears. Thing he does, yeah. Like a youth ambassador and he's dropping F-bombs. I'm not offended by swearing. I don't think you are either. No, but that's that, not what you want your kids to watch. That is not that is not brand management. No. That is that is an embarrassment. So anyways, moving on. <laughs> uh Coyotes name a new head coach. Yeah, they do. Andre <laughs> Turingi. Yes, and I, I added a just a slight thing here to the notes. So during the press conference announcement, uh they had him uh hold up a Kachina jersey. Oh, what's a Kachina jersey? Currently, technically an alternate, but they did use it as their primaries uh, for their home jerseys this year. But the other one still existed, and they did wear that one as well, which was the previous home jersey or primary home jersey. So this almost guarantees that there's going to be the Kachina as the home jersey for next year. Now, they've already technically announced that to their season ticket holders, that there will be new home and away jerseys next year for the Arizona Coyotes. But the fact that he held up a Kachina jersey is likely a good indication that that's going to be the home jersey, if not a variation of that. I don't know if they're going to do any tweaks, but 
that almost certainly guarantees that the away jersey is going to be a white Kachina jersey and your boy Neil's excited. <laughs> I was just going to say, you're bouncing <laughs> off your chair over I'm there. I'm very excited. A uh, little background on him. He coached in Ottawa. In the, sorry, in the yes, he coached in Ottawa in mm-hmm. the entire Ontario Hockey League, the OHL, for the past four seasons. As a two-time OHL coach of the year, 2018 to 2019, 2019 to 2020, he was an assistant coach at the 20 or yeah 2021 IIHF World Championship, where he helped Canada win the tournament and coached Canada to a second place at the 2021 20, 2021 IIHF World Junior Championship. Mm-hmm. So he's pretty credited. Yep. Yeah. So. Good, good, good on him. Mm-hmm. Hope he does well. What do you think about these Duncan Keith to Edmonton? I'd say they're rumors, but Elliot Friedman has talked about no, it three I think, times I think now. More and he rumors. says, he says they've been working on it for two weeks, and they get both sides are getting to the point of saying, are we going to do this or not? Because hmm. I guess, I guess there's been some ask by Edmonton for Chicago, and they have refused because they want additional pieces or young pieces, and they don't want to do that. Yeah. Did I don't. It, I don't remember what his contract's like. I don't What's think it's. On it? I don't think it's bad. I just want. He's thirty-eight years old now. I think. Like Chicago's either way, Chicago's probably gonna have to retain salary. But what kind of value does he bring the Edmonton Oilers, other than leadership and experience? It's Edmonton that's wanting him. I don't see. I don't like that's that's. That leadership is very valuable to McDavid and. A lot of the players on this team, but like I just he's don't. still a good player, but he's not Duncan Keith of no, vintage. No, no, he's not, and that's not his fault. He's he's an old he's an old goat. Yeah, and when I heard people saying, and obviously the leadership aspect has a big part of it, because yes. I heard even Seattle was in on it, and there was rumors that um, Chicago was thinking of getting rid of him to try to get Hamilton, and it always makes me wonder, like if you're if you're one of these teams and you hear that. You know, this team here is trying to trade with you so they can get something better. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you just skip the middle and go to try to get the thing that's better anyway? Yeah. I, so Duncan Keith, obviously cheaper than what um, Hamilton would be. And you get that leadership factor. And I could see it maybe for Seattle. You're going to have who knows what yeah, you're going to have. Knows, who knows the mix up. But I think it's important. I think it is important for every team to have one of those guys on the roster. But it's got to be the right guy. Like, are you going to choose a Corey Perry or are you going to choose an, an Eric Stahl? Mm-hmm. I'm going to take Corey Perry because he can contribute and lead. Yep. I ain't taking Corey, uh, Eric Stahl because, yeah, he might be able to lead. He might be a great guy, but he sucks on the ice. Yeah. Duncan Keith, what are you going to get? Is he going to be the Corey Perry or is he going to be the Eric Stahl? He's probably going to be the Eric Stahl. So I'm likely, if I'm in charge, I'm likely not going after Keith. Maybe I'll take someone a little less talented yeah. from before, but could still provide some leadership. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll see. And maybe I'm wrong, and maybe he'll fit in nicely there. So, I don't know. Um, speaking of Seattle, they're going to play their very first game against the Vancouver Canucks. Preseason game, September 26th. Yeah. In Sp- Spokane. Spokane. Spokane? Spokane. Oh, I thought it was Spokane. No, it's Spokane. I'm glad you're here to correct me. <laughs> uh, wonderful spot. But did you hear the, the controversy? The drama? Oh, snap. I did not. Oh, season ticket holders? Pissed. Oh, People were talking about this on Discord, yeah. and I didn't understand. I was scrolling through, like there was Mark and some people talking about it, and I didn't understand the conversation. Something about they want, they thought that they should have refunds or something. Like, well, I think they were guaranteed a preseason game, and they like, didn't that was get part it. of their thing. And then now they're not getting it because they're not playing in the Key Bank Center, not the Key Bank Center. That's in Buffalo. Uh, I don't know what it's called. Their new arena, whatever. It's, it's called. called Climate Pledge Climate Arena. Pledge, yeah, it's uh, not ready yet. They're no, just putting the finishing touches on. So. I can understand how, you know, season ticket holders would be a little upset. 
How do you give them what? season ticket or tickets to a place that you don't necessarily run though? What do you mean? So are, they, are people saying that they should have had tickets to Spokane? No, like they they were guaranteed preseason games in oh, that arena. Oh, now, and they're, now not, they're not even happening. Ah, uh, I understand. So, and they're getting they're they're offering them credits or something like that. That's what I, that's I don't what know it, if that was communicated before or after because of the backlash. But if I'm a season ticket holder, I'm probably buying season tickets knowing that I'm going to see some preseason games as well, and I'm pretty excited about that because yeah. that's the first game this franchise ever plays. Doesn't yeah, matter you're, if it's you're a buying seasonal in, game. Yes, that's a big deal. Preseason, no. I want to see it. I'm going to be there. This is a huge deal. And now you're telling me I can't be there. You're, you're going to tell me right. I got to go to Spokane. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. So I and I at first I was like, why are these people upset? That's what I was it's thinking. Ridiculous. I'm glad you said that. And now I'm was, like, man, I'm on board. Yeah. So. That's and all. I mean, giving credits is kind of weird because, like, what do you use oh those credits to, towards? Oh, are, a, a, a future season ticket. So if you go and you don't like it, those credits don't mean anything because you're not going <laughs> back. <laughs> and uh, how much how much credits are you really going to get for a couple preseason games? Yeah, it's strange. I don't know because how many how many preseason games do people have? Uh, some teams have like seven. Okay, so let's just say let's just say it's between six and eight. So at most, you're having four games at home, maybe three. Yeah. How much are those three preseason games worth? A couple hundred bucks each? Oh, you're getting a credit of $600. Yeah, I guess. Like, big whoop. Thank you for spending your X amount of thousands of dollars with us. We'll give you $500 credit. I mean, it's not that far away, realistically. Make a trip out of it. But maybe they can't get tickets. But maybe they can't get tickets. But they should be guaranteed tickets. Which it doesn't sound like they are. doesn't sound like they are, so... I'm with yeah, you. Comes back. All right, we're gonna finish off. There's been some drama. Yeah, I don't in know any, Chicago. I don't know anything about this, so I'm glad you I'm, put it in here. I'm glad that we're doing this today because a lot of this stuff just came out yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. So timing. Maybe that's who knows. Maybe know. by the time this podcast comes out tomorrow, there's been stuff said today because we're doing this on a Saturday again as a reminder. So there's two lawsuits that we know of right now, right? Yep. So there is the player from 2010, and there is the kid. Right. Yes. So they are, and the reason why the kid is going against Chicago is because if they would have dealt with this the first time, he would have not done it to him. Exactly. So Chicago has, this is ugly. Chicago looks so bad. Like we thought it was bad before. They look incredibly bad. Not good. It's tough. If you're a Chicago Blackhawks fan, you're like, I don't know. It's just tough. So anyway, the team has filed two uh, motions to dismiss both of the lawsuits. Like that's interesting. They're taking it to a judge saying, nope. That's an interesting first decision. We want you to dismiss these. <laughs> Based on what? Okay. So I'm going to go by what it is. So we don't technically know who the player is who has Correct. filed. So he is John Doe 1. That's his name. Okay. So on all the legal documents, he's John Doe 1. So John Doe alleges that in 2010, the former video coach Bradley Aldrich sent inappropriate text message I put self-pleasured himself because the correct word, I'm not going to say that on a podcast. Yes, I so get, you I guys are with you. me. And then threaten him physically, financially, and emotionally if the plaintiff did not engage in sexual activity with him. Bro, he's a hockey player. Yep. John Doe also alleges that the Hawk staff, including mental skills coach James Gary, helped suppress the complaint in part by convincing the player that he was at fault for the encounters. Wow. There's another name. So that's, yeah, that's what's in the lawsuit. So the here's where it looks real bad. Now... Let's talk about two different things. A moral obligation mm-hmm. and a legal obligation. Okay. Which one do you think the Blackhawks are going with? <laughs> yeah. They're going over here. Yeah, exactly. 
Blackhawks are arguing that the sexual harassment claims uh, the former player, John Doe 1, that he made, they fall under other legal remedies that he didn't exhaust and that the clock has run out on the statute of limitations. Wow. So they're not even... Wow. I want to read... I put the actual... Like, you can actually tell this is a lawyer text because I copied it right from the document. It's like Times New Roman. Who the frig uses Times New Roman today? <laughs> Lawyers do. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Here, I, here's the, this is the Blackhawks. So if you're a fan of the Blackhawks, this is what your team is saying right now. The prior alleged sexual assault referenced in plaintiff's complaint involves an adult professional hockey player in Chicago 2010. Unlike in the case involving sexual assault of a minor at a school, there were no reporting obligations for the Chicago Blackhawks hockey team involving an alleged sexual assault of an adult employee. So they are saying we are not legally required to report that to police. Morally, probably should. Legally, don't have to. And, the, and legally, they don't have to. What about the NHL? Do they, have, do they have to report that to the NHL? I don't know. So they're basically saying they didn't break any law. They're saying they rules. didn't break the law. Okay. In fact, this is continuing their quote. The three categories of individuals who are protected by mandatory reporting requirements under Illinois law are minors under the age of 18, adults between 18 and 59 who have disabilities, and adults over the age of 60 who reside in a care facility. So they're basically saying, if you work for an employer and you get sexually assaulted at work, doesn't matter who you are, anywhere, you, me, anyone, we're, not, we're not legally required to report that, so we didn't. But if we were disabled, yes, they'd have to report it. <laughs> wow. The adult hockey player ref referenced in plaintiff's complaint does not fall within any of these categories, or these three categories. As such, it cannot be alleged that the Chicago Blackhawks hockey team had a statutory duty to report allegations of alters harassing an adult hockey player to a government entity. <laughs> How bad does that make them look? That makes them look pretty bad. Like, really bad. And then they had another one against... The high school kid. Yes. The motion against the high school student states that under Illinois law, they have no duty to protect an individual from the criminal acts of a third party, given they did not know the high school student and no longer employed Aldrich at the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, not, I'm not laughing at this. Obviously, this is not a laughable conversation or situation but it's just the motion also argues the assaulted student provides no evidence of the blackhawks providing aldrich a positive reference to his high school specifically only to future employers in general so in his lawsuit they said that the chicago gave the school a positive reference for this guy even though they knew he sexually assaulted one of their team members right so he put that in his plaintiff yes and they're saying we didn't give the school a positive reference. We just gave a general reference to everybody. Everybody. Which is the school, though. Yes, like, but it's not, it wasn't specifically the school. Oh, my because God. Because that's what the plaintiff charged was. What a bunch of legal They look so bad here. I can't even believe it. That's very frustrating. And, I, that's, I, and that's where it comes to the, the legal morality or the legal thing and the morality thing. Like, morally, they should have reported it. Morally, they should have not referenced this guy. When they knew this happened to this guy, they should have been done with them. So how's the judge going to deal with this? Is there any kind of subjectivity? It's going to get thrown out. 100%. Chicago's walking away with this hands-free. There's no doubt about it. Can they... Uh, That's why you have a good legal team. I guess, yeah. And and I guarantee you, when this happened, they went to the legal team and said, what are our obligations here? And that's what they found yeah, out. Yeah, probably. 
There's going to be a documentary about this. So yesterday, WBEZ Chicago reported that the Miami University in Ohio is for the first time publicly. I don't know why I put forming. But I don't know what that's supposed to mean. They came out and said that there has been. Oh, confirming. I don't know why it says for me. It's supposed to be confirming. <laughs> okay. They're publicly confirming that there were two sexual assault claims involving this former coach five months after leaving Illinois. So you've got the high school kid, you've got the player, and now you have two people at the university. So they could also the three, file lawsuits. Yes. But they may be able to word them differently. The only thing they're going to get away with is maybe going after him. They're, they're, they're all trying to say, basically, Chicago, you should have done something about this. Yeah. And legally... They didn't have to, so their hands are clean. I understand that, I guess, from like from a business perspective. Like why would you recommend a guy that's the that yeah. sexually assaulted one of your players? Regardless if they get away with it or not, it makes them look so bad. It is ridiculous. So it looks Are there any lawsuits against him uh personally? I think he's in jail, isn't he? Oh, is he? I don't, I don't know. know. I, I actually so. don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I think I think the high school student Yes, because he was convicted. If you're convicted, that means you lost, right? Yes. Okay, he was convicted on the high school. What was he sentenced? I don't know. I didn't read it. But I know it said that he was convicted with the high school kid. I got to say something. I don't care where he is. I hope that someone has or will punch him in the face. I hope he drops the soap. (laughs) Yeah. Gets it in the butt. (laughs) Can we say that? Are Are we threatening people? We're probably more legally responsible or something than Chicago is here now. Yeah, probably. So anyway, I didn't want to talk about that, but I had to. It looks so bad. How I wonder how long this is going to linger on because, you know, legal stuff just drags and drags and drags. Are we going to be talking about this in a year from now? I think the case is no. The case is going to get either dismissed or not. And we're, that's going to happen soon because right now the... And this is an Illinois yes, lawsuit. Yes. So they're, the team is going to the judge with these two cases against them and saying, we want you to dismiss these cases because there are no legal bounds for which these charges can be placed on. I don't know how the U S legal system works, but are there federal lawsuits that they can, I don't know. I don't think so. Trump. I don't think so. I want to use that word, but Trump, uh, you're fake news. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think so. I think this is it. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. So anyway, yeah, if you, uh, I think this looks, I think Stan Bowman needs to be fired. I think there needs to be an I think Gary investigation. Batman, I think Gary Batman, oh, there is an investigation. The team is putting on an investigation. I think there needs to be. And the team member, John Doe, says he's not, doesn't want anything to do with it because it's all for show. I think there needs to be a, a documentary so I can watch it. There needs to be an independent documentary. An independent documentary um, as an, a Netflix original. W5CTV, get him in there. Yes. Or ESPN... Whatever behind, I guess ESPN might need to play play good with the NHL now that they're ah, yeah, NBC yeah. might need to get on. I don't oh, know NBC just for some retaliation. Yeah, yeah. It needs to be somebody that's not partnered with them. Yeah, I don't care who does it. I want the truth to be out there. I we, think we if anybody does it, it will be TSN because TSN's got a couple guys working on that. Rick Westhead, he's a TSN guy. Mm, they're also a Canadian company, which but they have nothing to do. Like I mean, they have a small part. They cover Leafs games and a couple regional Ottawa games. But they don't have the big contract like Sportsnet does. I don't expect... And even on um, Elliot Friedman's uh, 31 Thoughts 
the blog. This was the last one for the season because he's done now. Yeah. And his 31 point was that he hopes that something comes of this. What, 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 do, you, what do you mean by that? I don't know. Something like legally or something from he hopes the organization? It's re- he said he hopes it's resolved and that something, yeah, like something happens. And because there's been other cases like this where it's been, the case has been closed privately and the details have never come out. Mm. And other teams at that time have said, this is bullcrap that this is done privately. Like we need, we, the, the public deserves to know what happened here. Yeah, I agree with that. The public deserves to if know what happened. If this judge throws these cases out, that's it. It's over. But I still think that screw the team's investigation. Like, why is the team running an investigation when it's the team that should be under investigation? Yeah. Someone needs to investigate the team. That's yes. not the team. It needs to be. I mean, I mean, the only one that could really do it is, I guess, the league, which kind of has a vested interest of not making them look real bad. But I think I think they are, they're also making the league look bad by this happening. Yeah, that's how it opens a Pandora's box if the NHL does any kind of but they have open to. investigation. It has to, yeah. I don't know. They can do it behind this closed is, doors. This is tough. And I don't care how it happens. I just want the truth and I want people who made the mistakes to be to pay for it. I don't care if it's legally I think or, they're basically admitting the truth. They're just saying that legally we weren't required to do anything. Yeah. Like basically they're like, like oh, we followed, fr- we followed it the sounds law. like yep this was brought to us we ran it through our lawyers and we didn't weren't required to do anything so we didn't yeah and then for some reason when the guy left the team we gave him a glowing recommendation <laughs> and then he now he's assaulted three people since then mm-hmm. at least that we know of. <laughs> that we know of that we know of yeah so that's all we got very unfortunate all right want to know what's ironic if you guys are watching this <laughs> this is on YouTube super ironic the little Stanley Cup here that's on the desk if I turn it around. There's actually a Chicago Blackhawks logo on that. <laughs> so, <laughs> interesting timing. Mm. All right. Well, that is the last podcast for a while. The next podcast will likely be at the end of this month, like I, we said at the beginning, with potentially the GOAT, if he has time to film when he gets here. Uh, he should be here for like a five days, I think. So, who knows? But we'll we'll come back at you regardless at the end of the month for uh, a chit-chat. Talk about the Seattle stuff. Talk about the update on maybe the Chicago thing and trades and free agency signings and all kinds of stuff and uh, i'm still making videos over on the production channel basically on a daily basis yeah, so i'd love to have you over there if you're not aware of my channel it's called post post productions and yeah that wraps it up for now anything else to say you're laughing no just you're just like and yeah that's what i always do because i hate outros outros are the worst worst all right guys have a great day and we'll talk to you real soon please hit the subscribe button down below if you're watching on youtube and if you're on itunes leave us a review adios I'm gonna do that as an outro. I'm leaving this in. Epic. Thank you for watching, people. See you later.